0: the Anton Savage show on news talk every year we look ahead to the eurovision and we think back to the glory days of johnny logan and paul harrington and um, everybody else there was a 765,000 people i think who won the eurovision for ireland many many years ago but we feel that those days are behind us well possibly not according to
1: graham norton do you know what? I think Little Dark Horses yes. might be those boys from Ireland. I like those boys it's, it's from Ireland. It's a good big anthemic, anthemic pop song it is. and I just saw a, cl- a little bit of their dress rehearsal yeah. and it's really well styled. They've got mm. a kind of like uh, disco gold uh, jumpsuits and pyros yeah. and stuff. Uh, so I think they might, they, might, they might, if they get through the semi-final, I think they might do well on the night. So, disco
0: gold jumpsuits and an anthemic anthem, or an anthemic song. Here is a, a small sample of that anthemic song.
1: take first break.
0: Get Graham Norton's point there about the anthemic nature of it—that is Wild Youth—and the voice that you're hearing is Wild Youth's lead vocalist Connor O'Donoghue, and you'll hear him live now. Morning, Connor.
1: Good morning. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm doing very well. Are you feeling the pressure of having Graham Norton? Because it's not just that Graham Norton is on the telly. Graham Norton has been doing the Eurovision for the BBC for a long time, so it's it's like having a, a horse racing pundit give a tip. It's it's quite the uh, the imprimatur you're getting.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was amazing to see that. Um, yeah, to be honest, I I kind of like try and block everything out just leading up to it. And I just I think it's all about the performance, so I'm just trying to focus on that really.
0: And where are you at in terms of rehearsals, preparation, all the rest of it?
1: Uh, so we've done our two rehearsals. Um, so I'm not sure if you know what like what they entail because I didn't know what they entailed, but. Um, You go to the venue, you kind of, you put your outfits on and you do your rehearsal three times and then they'll pick one and then you go to like a cinema room where you watch that back and you can critique it. You can like make very slight adjustments to like camera shots and to lighting and stuff. And then you do that twice in the last couple of days. Um, And now we have our final rehearsal, which is Monday, but that's kind of open to the press. And I think there's like maybe 500 fans are allowed into that too. So it's not as private.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If you said to me, listen, will you, will you design a process to put people under as much pressure and make them as nervous as is humanly possible? <laughs> yeah. That one sounds like the way to do it.
1: Honest to God, yeah. Um, I was actually just messaging Brock, who, uh, who did it last year. And I was like, "It is. it's terrifying. But uh, I think pressure and nerves are always good. It means you care about something and it means you just want to do the best that you can do.
0: And I suppose they fall away a bit, do they, when you get out live and and the first chords hit?
1: Yeah, I think once you kind of get into it and you kind of set... I think as well sometimes when you do a rehearsal and there's no crowd, it's kind of worse because we're normally like obviously used to playing in front of crowds and I think that's kind of where we come alive. Um so I think once the crowd is in there and everything, it will feel like our own show.
0: And what about the um, the fact that there is, I, I think the, the hopes of a nation may be overstating it, but there's at least a bit of enthusiasm uh, enthusiasm of the nation on your shoulders, um, keeping fingers crossed that you'll do well. Is that a factor? Is, that, is it a bit like being a sports team? Do you do better when you know you've got home support?
1: Uh, of course. I mean, you know, we're so proud to be Irish. And I think representing our country is such a major factor in terms of why we wanted to do the Eurovision you know Ireland's such an incredible country and whenever you see like anything growing up like the Euros or the World Cup and the support that Ireland gets and when you see how much Irish fans care when Ireland take part in anything you know that played a huge factor in why we wanted to do this so I think to have the support from people at home and you know to just be getting messages all the time from even like past Eurovision contestants or just everyone like even like my old headmaster you know messaging me the other day it's like it feels amazing
0: uh, Obviously uh, we we have our fingers crossed for you to um, take it home who would you like to see coming second or third to you who's the competition
1: um, Who's the competition I think the girl from Israel uh, is incredibly strong and I just saw Frances staging the other day, and that like blew my mind. So uh, I think she's in what a great chance too. And then obviously Lorraine is in the competition who won it in 2012 or 2013. So she has one of the most famous Eurovision songs of all time called Euphoria, and she's doing it again this year. She's obviously she's the bookies' favourite to win again.
0: Well, any of them would be worthy runners-up, Connor. We'll we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Thank you very much for coming on in the midst of what must be a very busy period for you. That is Connor O'Donoghue, who is vocalist with Wild Youth, and as you heard there at the start, Graham Norton, among others, tipping them as ones to watch for this year's Eurovision. Now, the Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News
1: Talk.